these for us to be a witness, for us to share our testimony before other experience or encounter. Sometimes it can be very lengthy and in of uh, continued discipleship and training. Uh, and, and working together over ministry and service over a long period of time. But God calls us to be a witness and to share our testimony. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus is, or, or the Spirit is speaking and giving direction. And it says this, But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be, not could you be, you might be, you shall be my witness, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. So the message is this, I give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit indwelling your heart and your life, then you shall be my witness. Now, here's the thing about it. As believers, our witness can be a good, positive, encouraging witness. Sometimes our witness can be discouraging. Sometimes how we live and the testimony that we share uh, can, can turn people away from the Lord. And so we have to be very careful about what our witness and what our testimony is. We have to be very careful about our story and how we communicate it and how we share it with other people. In God's Word, there is a passage of Scripture that we often refer to a little bit later in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 8. And that's the text that we want to look at today. In Acts chapter 8, there's a story that we refer to as as Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, right? And it's a great story. And, and that really, those are the key players in the story. But in reality, that passage of Scripture should be called Witnessing 101. It's how do we be a witness? How do we share our testimony? How do we allow our Christian life to influence and impact others for the kingdom of God? So if you have Acts chapter 8 opened up, We'll begin reading in the 26th verse. Listen to what it tells us. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. And he arose and went, and behold, there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her treasure, And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go up and join this chariot. And when Philip had run up, he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said to him, Well, how could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture which he was reading was this. It's a passage in Isaiah. I want to stop right there. We'll pick up again in just a moment. But I want to set the stage for the message this morning. 
the first thing, if we go back to chapter, uh, the earlier parts of, of chapter 8, Philip and the other disciples have been dispersed, they've been scattered, and they've been going about preaching the message of Jesus. They've been sharing their witness and their testimony with others. And the Scripture is very clear, there are a lot of people who are coming to know Christ. There are a lot of people who are believing and being converted to Christ because of their preaching, because of their testimony, because of their witness, because of what they're sharing and because of what they're doing and how they're living their lives. And some folks aren't very happy about that. It's pulling them away from other things that they used to do and other other worships that they used to be involved with and other religions. And, and so they're not happy about this. But there's multitudes of people who are, who are gathered, there's large groups of people who are gathered, who are hearing the message, hearing the, the message of Jesus, and coming to Christ. And in the midst of this, an angel of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Hey, get up and go down to this road between Jerusalem and Gaza, and, and we define it, we say well, it's a desert road. And that's really what it is, just in the middle of the desert. So there's no multitude of people. There, there's not all kinds of folks to listen or anything. Just go down to this road. Now, here's what the Scripture said. The Scripture said, so he got up and went. I love that. I love the fact that he didn't go, oh, wait a minute, God. Look how you're using me right here. Look at all of these people that are coming to know the Lord. Look at my witness. Look at my testimony. All these people are listening to me and all these people are believing in you. I need to stay right here and be involved in this big thing that's going on. Didn't say that. He got up and he went. And so the first thing that I want us to see in regards to witnessing 101 is that we need to have a, be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That means that we need to listen. So many times in our life, we have what we want. We have our prayer list. We have our agenda. We have our needs and our wants. And we come to the Lord and we want to pour all of these things out to Him. Lord, I need you to do this. And Lord, I need help with this. And Lord, I we give all these things. And we don't listen. Philip was listening to the Spirit of the Lord. He listened to the message of the angel. He was listening to the Spirit of the Lord. He was listening to his, his leadership and his guiding and his direction for him. And as he heard the message, he was listening to hear what God wanted him to do, not give him a list of what he expected God to do. I think that's so important. If we're going to be an effective witness, an effective testimony, we need to be listening for what the Lord has in store for us. We need to be attentive to His Word and to His Spirit and to His direction for our life and follow that and be obedient to it. Not just expect Him to get on board with our agenda. Not just expect Him for us to give Him a list of all the things that we want or need or, or, or need help with in our life and expect Him to respond. We need to listen to what He has to say in the direction that He's giving us in life. And that takes some time. That's not easy. It's not something that, boy, we just sit down and go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's a, a prompting of the Spirit that, that we see something or we hear something and, and we go, you know what? I need to do something about that. 
And that can be the leading of the Lord. That can be the prompting of the Spirit to convict us and convince us that this is what we need to do on behalf of the Lord for His kingdom. Sometimes it's a very simple thing. Sometimes it can be much bigger and much more complex. But we'll never know unless we're listening. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be quiet. Listen a little bit. Don't always be just, hey, here's, here's everything that I need, God. This is all that I want, God. Sometimes we need to be still and listen. God, give me some direction. God, speak to my heart. Allow your spirit to convict me and convince me and show me what I need to be doing for you. And as we're still and listen, as we're still and have him give us that direction, Philip was in the midst of a successful ministry. And things were going fantastic and great for him, but he was still listening for the leading of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord came and said, hey, listen, I need you to get up and go down to this road in this place in the desert. And the scripture says, hey, okay. He got up and he went. And that's <clears throat> the second thing that I also see, witnessing one-on-one, is willingness to initiate what God has called us. In other words, willingness to go. Willingness to obey. Willingness to follow Christ in what He's asked us to do. Sometimes we're hesitant or reluctant. Well, but what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what are people going to think about me if I say that or if I do that? What, what, what are people going to say about me or whisper around the corner or think about me if, if I act that way? And so we're worried about those things instead of just obeying the Lord. Philip didn't, listen, he just said, okay, that's what you want, God, that's what I'll do. And it says he, he arose and he went. He headed out. He left everybody behind. And all of these people and the successful ministry and everything that was going on and all these converts that were, converts that were coming, and he just got up and went. Because God called him to, he felt the conviction of that and the confidence of that, and so he did what God told him to do. And sometimes we just need to be willing to go, you know what, God? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't even register as, as something that we should be doing because we've got all this other stuff going on right here. And we're so busy with all of this. Why in the world would we leave and go down there where there's nobody or, or, or nothing down there? But, but sometimes when you go, God, it, just, it may not make sense to me, but if that's what you want, that's what I'll do. God, that, I don't know, you know, but if that's what you, you're saying, that's what I feel convicted in my heart that you want me to do, I'm willing to do that. And that willingness to obey sometimes will open doors that we would have never imagined. Sometimes it will open opportunities that we would have never thought were opportunities for us. But we have to be willing to obey. We have to listen to understand what it is that he wants us to do. And then we have to be willing to obey what he calls us to do. Whatever He lays on our heart, whatever conviction that He gives us, uh, whatever confidence that He instills in us, we need to be willing to obey that and follow that and do what He instructs us to do. Third thing is this, we need to be willing to initiate conversations. We need to be willing to talk to people. We can't be introverts. We can't hide in a shell. We've got to be willing to talk to people. So Philip goes down to this desert road, and here's this guy in a chariot going along. 
and he's reading from the Scripture, and Philip initiates the conversation. It says that he runs up to the chariot. Now, you know, try to get an image of that. Here's this guy's riding a chariot. There's probably someone guiding, leading, steering the chariot. He's Because he's an important figure, he's probably sitting back, reading the Scripture. Somebody's, he's going down the, you know, it's not like they're in a race. They're not, they're just moving along. And here comes Philip, man. He's just chucking along. He comes running up, you know, because the Lord's convicted him. Now, how strange is that? Man, I see people sometimes out in public. The Lord's kind of nudging me to say something, but that'd just be weird. Those strangers would think something's wrong with me. Philip didn't say that, did he? Here's a guy he's never seen before, never met before, but God is in, in nudging his heart to do something, to say something. And so he runs up alongside this chariot and he says, Hey, you understand what you're reading? And the chariot stops. The guy says, Hey, how can I? Unless someone can guide me, someone can direct me. And he said, Are you that guy? If you are, come on up in the chariot. So Philip gets up into the chariot and he looks at the passage of Scripture of Isaiah that he's reading. Now, I want us to go back and pick up the text because this is such a powerful thing for us to see and to know and to understand. So pick up after the passage of Scripture in Isaiah in verse 34. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom do the prophets say this? Of himself or of someone else? And Philip opened his mouth. He was willing to initiate the conversation. He opened his mouth and just began to talk. Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. He just started talking about the Lord. He just started telling him all about what the Lord had done for him, what he had done in his life, uh, the sacrifice that he had made for all of mankind, the plan of salvation. He just was talking Jesus. And that's what he calls us to do. Just talk Jesus. Just tell people about what he's done for you about how He's influenced and impacted your life, about how He saved your soul, rescued you from the penalty of hell. That's what He's done for you. And He says, just, just talk to Him about Jesus. Just open your mouth and talk to Him about the Lord. This is what the Lord's done for me. This is how He saved me. This is how He's met needs in my life. This is how He's blessed me. This is how He's used me. This is how He's encouraged Just talk about what He's done for you. If you're here today, it's a good bet He's done something for you. If you're here today, you're here because you love Him, because you believe in Him, and because He's done something or met a need in your life, and you're thankful for that, and you're here to worship Him because of that. Just talk about it. Talk about it like you would anything else. We talk about, all, hey, did you see that, that game the other day? Did, did you see how they, you know, we talk about it. Hey, ma'am. Did you see that movie, that new movie that came out? What Sam just say? Hey, we all went to the theater and we saw that movie and there wasn't a dry eye when it was over. We talk about that movie. Talk about what happened in regards to, to the song that, that, you know, I can only imagine. We can talk all about it. Just talk about Jesus. Whatever it is. We talk about our new car. We talk about our job. We talk about the weather. We talk about all of those things, like those things are really important, and, and, and I can have a conversation about that. But the thing that we should know more than anything else in life is we should know the Lord. And when we know Him, then we ought to just talk to people about Him. Just take an opportunity to say, hey, you know, have I ever shared with you what the Lord's done in my life? I don't know. Some people might go, no, and I really don't have time for that. Okay, great. 
guess what? The Lord wasn't open that door for you. But when you say that to somebody, they might go, you know what? You have it, and I'd love to hear that. Fantastic. Let me tell you what the Lord's done for me. But I have to be willing to open my mouth. And I have to be willing to tell people about Jesus and what He's done for me. How He's influenced and impacted my life and how He saved my soul. The next thing I want to see in regards to this, and I think it's a, it's a really important thing, is that we need to have a boldness in regards to that. But let's notice what happens when we continue in the text. And they went along the road, and they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water. What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said this, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, how did he come up with that? Okay, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about the fact first, how did he come up with the idea of baptism? Hey, here's water. What, what's keeping me from being baptized? Well, evidently, when Philip was talking about Jesus, he talked about baptism. He talked about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and how that is how baptism is a, a symbol of that, of us dying to our old self and resurrecting to our new self and creating a new life. And evidently, he talked to him about that because they're going along. It doesn't say anything about him talking about baptism. It doesn't say, hey, here's water. Would you like to be baptized? The eunuch says, hey, here's water. Now, First of all, notice there's exclamation marks there, and there's a reason for that. Remember where they are. They're on a desert road. I mean, there's tons of water out in the desert, right? No, no, but God provided. God provided the water in the desert, and he said, hey, here's water. What's keeping me from being baptized? And Philip said, well, if you believe, you can. And guess what he said? I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Where did he come up with that? Well, Philip must have talked about that. He just opened his mouth. And talked to him about Jesus. He told him all the things that he had experienced and all the things that he knew about Jesus. And because he was willing to do that, this guy said, Hey, what's keeping me from being baptized? I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Philip said, Then there's not a thing. Let's take care of it. And they went down into the water, both of them. And he baptized him and he came up out of the water. And here's a beautiful thing. The Scripture says, And the Spirit called Philip away. And the eunuch never saw him again. Sometimes our witness and our testimony is brief. It's just this one encounter for one moment at a time. And then here's the thing. We have to trust that that person is now in God's hands. I'd love to follow up. I'd love to make sure and have time to pray with them and study with them and all that. And, And if we can, that's wonderful and that's what we should do. But it's not always that way. Don't shy away from sharing with somebody because I'll never see them again or I'll, I'll never cross paths with them again. Listen, this was, was a, a once-in-a-lifetime meeting for Philip and the eunuch. The Spirit led him there. God prepared all of this. The chariot, he came along. He was reading in Isaiah, water in the middle of the desert. All of these things were set because of God preparing that opportunity. And the moment it was completed, he called Philip away. And the Scripture specifically says he never saw Philip again. But guess what happened? He went back to Africa. And he went back to Africa, a born-again believer. And he took with him what? The message of Jesus. That's what God does. God uses us in ways like that. And, and is that a huge thing? No. I mean, how long was this opportunity? Maybe an hour? Maybe two? I don't know. How long they rode along in the chariot and they talked about Jesus? 
But at the end of it, this man accepted Christ. He was baptized, and they came up out of the water, and Philip was called away, and he never saw him again. But God used him to influence and impact that one life for the kingdom of God. He's just as interested in one as he is the 99. He's just as interested in one lost soul as he had hundreds or thousands of souls. And we have an opportunity to be a witness. We have an opportunity to share our testimony. We have an opportunity to influence other people. But we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to obey. We have to be willing to open our mouth and to take initiative. And we have to be willing to talk about Jesus and what he's done for us. And that's all it took. And if we'll be willing to do those things, then God can use us. We have to open our hearts up. Say, God, I'm willing. Open the door. Prepare it just like you did. Hey, here's a chair here. Here's this guy reading Isaiah. Here's water in the middle of the desert. God prepared it. He said, okay, God, I'll take advantage of the opportunity you've given me. I wonder, every day, how many opportunities for us to be a witness for Christ pass right by us. And we never listen we never obey, we never open our mouth, we never do anything. We just go on our way. So this morning we're going to sing an invitation to him. And what I want to invite you to is to be a witness for the kingdom of God.